It's like someone falls in a pit and there's no rope, no ladder, no nothing to get out. I don't think there's anything that you can do to fix me. I don't know that there's necessarily anything that you could have said to help me get out of that. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to help your spouse deal with negative self-talk. How to help your spouse <laughs> hey, honey, deal with I've I've already done the intro. You don't need to write it out for me. <laughs> Got it written down. In the show notes now. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, let's go. Here we go. You're leaving. I am. For a week. Yep. And I was going to say six days, but that's like one day less of a week, so. <laughs> yes. And I shall be forlorn. Oh, I'm so sad. I will be very sad. But that's not what we're talking about today. No, what are we talking about? Have you ever gotten into a place where there is just a lot of negative self-talk going on in your head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you okay there? <laughs> yeah, that happens to me um, almost every single time I hike the mountain. Yes. So. And have you ever had those times when that negative self-talk goes on for a while, not just for a few minutes. Temporarily. But it, oh, yeah. It's an hour. It's two hours. It's um, three hours. Several days. Yeah. Yeah. And in those moments when you have that massive negative self-talk, what in the world can I do for you to get you out of that state? Oh, my goodness. It's just wow. the easy question this morning. Yeah, just the easy question. Here's is the reason I asked that question. Because when I'm sitting here and I'm watching you beat yourself up, when I'm watching you mentally be so hard on yourself, it is painful to watch. Sure. It is so hard to watch anybody treat you badly, including yourself. Right, right. And all of my protective, husbandly, caring brain wants to tell the person who's hurting you to knock it off. Right. To back up, to get the hell out of town. Right. But when it's you. You can't really say up, that. <laughs> I'm conflicted. Yeah. Wow. That's a really good question because like I'm just thinking over the past when that was really, really a struggle for me. It's not near near the struggle. I still, like I said, when I go out on hikes, that happens. Sure. But I spent a good majority of years in our earlier marriage when our kids were young with a lot of, lot of that terrible, terrible self-talk. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't know that there's necessarily anything that you could have said to help me get out of that. To fix it. To, to definitely it. not to fix it or to change it. Anything that you would have tried to tell me, I wouldn't have heard and I certainly wouldn't have believed. Yeah. I think probably the most effective thing, and I know this is going to sound weird, would have been to validate my feelings. Not telling me that I was right, 
but that understanding of if someone's telling you that or if that's how you're feeling about yourself, I can understand why you feel so sad or I can understand a validation in that way. Not to say that what I'm thinking or believing or telling myself is correct because by all means, 900% of it was not. Right. But having someone come alongside you and maybe empathizing Mm -hmm. with me Mm -hmm. and being not wallowing in it with me, but just knowing that someone understands how awful I feel Mm. so that I'm not sitting in the awful all by myself. Mm -hmm. It's like someone falls in a pit and there's no no rope, no ladder, no nothing to get out. So the other guy crawls in the pit with him and just sits in there. Yeah. Till someone or something changes. Yeah. Do you know how hard that is? I mean, in that description right there of crawling in a pit with someone, for someone who's not feeling bad, for someone who isn't in that negative space, and I'm sitting in that pit with you looking around going, this sucks. Let's get out of this damn pit. I hate it. It's terrible. And it's so, so, so hard. It is. I think what you would find, though, is if you sat in that pit long enough, with me, that my cup would fill up enough that then you could say, hey, let's see if we can figure out how to get out of this pit. I don't know if those are the right words that you want to use, but at some point there's going to be that I've had enough of what I need to give me the motivation to get out of the situation that I'm in. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And if I'm sitting in the pit with you and all I'm doing is focusing on the pit, then I'm actually missing the whole point of being in the pit with you. Yes. I should be in the pit and focusing on you. Yes. Okay, that does make sense. I kind of missed that piece. No, it's okay. When I'm in there and I'm going, I understand how bad this is for you. I understand how hard this is for you. Tell me even more about why you hate this pit. Oh, yes. Tell me even more about why you never want to be in this pit again or why you think you're in the pit in the first place. Just tell me what you're thinking. Well, I'm focusing on you. And not the pit. Right. Now you're not alone in it. Yeah. Now you're not by yourself. Yeah. And I have to be patient and let you work through that internal battle that you are having with yourself in some way. And to be quite honest, the only way that that's going to change inside of me is me. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that you can do to fix me or to make Mm -mm. me change. Mm -mm. It has to be something internal that happens. And it's interesting because I can remember early, early in our marriage, when I'd get into situations where I didn't feel great emotionally or, Mm -hmm. or I was upset or whatever, in my mind, somehow I thought that you were the one who would be able to fix me. Yeah. And when, then when you would try and it would just frustrate me, it would be a double frustration because I'm like, well, he's supposed to be the one who's supposed to be able to fix it all. Yeah. And I didn't realize, I didn't have that internal ability to go, oh, I'm the only one that can change this. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't have that. I didn't have that. I don't know if that's resilience or... When do you think you learned that? Do you remember when it shifted for you? I'm trying to think in our journey here when that might have shifted and kind of what prompted that shift. I have an idea, but... I don't know necessarily when that shifted. To be honest, I think it was probably several baby baby shifts. I don't know what you would want to call well, that's them. That's a Shannonism. What does that mean? Several I, baby shifts. So like for some people, when 
change comes about, it's like this big aha moment. Oh, okay. I I thought I, you meant like having babies. <laughs> no. <laughs> like after no. our fourth baby, you you shifted in some way. No, 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 no. So children are the reason that you've been in the pit. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm that's saying. That's not what we're saying. Okay. No. Okay, just try I'm, again. Baby I'm, shifts. I'm saying that it, I think it's been several things along the way that little shifts, little things that I learned. Um, I did some counseling. Uh, I don't know how long ago yeah. or whatever, but I did some counseling and I realized that in that I can remember a night um, learning. I don't know it, what my counselor told me or what I said, but what I walked away with was um, I'm the one hurting myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that. I thought it was the world around me and mm. circumstances and things like that. But because because of how I would respond to the situations in the world around me, yeah. I was actually doing more damage to myself than whatever the situation or thing that happened was. Yeah. And um, I learned that I had to quit doing things to hurt myself. Yeah. I had to take responsibility for that. And so that was that was the first shift. And then I'm sure that there were many other things as we have learned, learned, uh, and learned is a word. Yeah. But <laughs> as we've learned things and, and grown, uh, just marriage wise and things like that, there's a lot of stuff that you have helped me yeah. learn, not necessarily because you were telling me you need to do this or you need to change this, but because you would tell me about circumstances or stories or things like that, that I would go, Oh, mm. that that could apply to me. Mm -hmm. So you weren't necessarily telling me those things to help me apply them, but they were just things that you were learning. And, and I went, Hmm, interesting. Yeah. So, um, so when I realized that I needed to quit doing things that hurt myself, that, that was probably one of the biggest, yeah. like, so that meant when I started to have negative self-talk, I had to say, Nope, shut up, Shannon. That's not true. Yeah. Or if I, if I would start to eat food that I knew would make me feel miserable, I had to say, no, you deserve better. Yeah. So there were things like that, that, that shifted for me. Working on the negative self-talk is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I think it started to shift when I actually started to make a shift because you were right. When I came into the marriage in my level of unhealth, I would probably be considered a rescuer. I would see you struggling, having problems, being in pain. And it was my mindset that says, I have got to do something to fix you. I've got to get something to get you out of <clears throat> the pain that you're in right now. And if I can't do that, then I'm not being a good husband to you. Right. And so I tried to rescue you a lot. And that comes from my own insecurity, my own codependence, my own unhealth and, and immaturity as just sure. a young husband who had never been taught or trained how to do any of this. Um, but it was my definition of uh, being a good person. Right. If I can help you feel better, then I will be a good person. Right. And when I started to change that and I didn't try to rescue you anymore. Oh, oh it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it was. <laughs> I do. I remember when you started making that shift yeah. and it tilted the scale so drastically that I thought you didn't love me anymore. Yeah. I really thought. Because I didn't demonstrate my love to you in the same way. Yes, exactly. Your unhealthy love, which 
I didn't realize no. was an unhealthy, yeah. unhealthy thing. Yeah. yeah, it threw me for a curve. Yeah. Oh my word. So, but had you not done that, yeah. I would not have been able to make the changes that I needed to make as well. Yeah. So, so it's actually both of us. Yeah. So believe it or not, I was actually able to help you change that negative self-talk that you were struggling with for years and years by changing myself, by right. changing how I sat in it with you. Yes. Which in the long run makes me feel good because I'm doing something to help you with your negative self-talk, <laughs> which is what I wanted to do in the first place. It's just, it's counterintuitive. It is right. not what you expect. It's like the Chinese finger trap where the harder you pull to get your fingers out, the more trapped you are. You have to do the exact opposite of what your brain tells you to do. Right. And it is more effective and more impactful in some way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I remember those but, times too. It was oh, not fun. Oh, it was so hard. It really was. Yeah. And I would be like, he doesn't he love me anymore because he's not He's not trying to help me anymore. Even though the help he was trying to give before didn't work, (laughs) at least I knew he was trying. Yep. And so that whole bit of like, okay, he's not trying now. He must be done. He must not love me. I must. I think, I actually think I I probably felt, I I think it actually for time made me fall into deeper self-talk because I'm sure that I just thought I must really be not worth it Mm. if he's not trying anymore. Yeah. What I didn't know was you were trying something very, very different. You were trying, number one, to become healthy yourself. And number two, um, well, I don't know what number two is at the moment, but. I was trying to help you become healthy as well. Yes. Yes. But it wasn't, you weren't actively trying to help me become healthy. No, no. So. Yeah. This theme shows up a lot in relationships. Whenever you're married to somebody, whenever you're in a relationship with somebody, there's going to be seasons where either one of the person, this isn't a gender thing at all. This is a a male or not a male or female thing. This is a a human being thing where someone just ends up having a hard time. They're struggling with something. And it is painful to watch. It is painful to be in proximity to someone who is struggling and beating themselves up and not talking to themselves in the way that you want them to do that. Right. And you and I aren't the only couple who are struggling through this. Right. Um, In any relationship, there's always one person at whatever time who is just bearing a little bit more burden, a little bit more weight. And sometimes that shows up as negative self-talk or, or beating themselves up personally. And sometimes it lasts for a long time. Yeah. And we want you to know that if you're listening to this, that you're not alone in that. Right. And that the normal way of kind of fixing that, which is telling the other person what they need to fix, while that makes sense, also isn't the best strategy usually. Right. And there are better options. There are different ways to kind of help your spouse start to feel better over time, I think it would be fair to say that this didn't change overnight. No. 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 But it, it created the environment and the opportunity for you to actually start getting healthy. Right. And for me to get healthy. This isn't a you thing. This is a No, it's thing. a both of us, yeah. for sure. And once we started working on this and, and changing this, it felt a lot better. Oh, a yeah. A lot better in our relationship. Oh, yeah. And I would never want to go back to those dark days of our early no. marriage. Ever. No. And it's nice for me now when those moments of self-talk come, because they still do, 
I know that you're just going to be there going, man, I understand how painful that is. And I have the opportunity now to tell you, here's what I'm feeling inside. I don't have to keep that self-talk inside anymore, Yeah, which is amazing. Can I actually tell you what it is? I, what? I just came up with it as we're okay. talking here. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I hate to admit this, but I had a low opinion of you. I did yes. not think that you were actually strong enough, wise enough, smart enough, capable enough to fix your own problems. And I had to fix them for you. And once I started seeing you as being more capable, more competent, once I had a better opinion of you inherently, when you had a bad day, I trusted that you'll figure it out and you'll get over it rather than me having to rescue and and fix you because you are weak or you need some help. And it takes such a long time or it took such a long time for me to believe that about myself as well. Because I can remember you saying, I I trust that you can figure it out. And I'd be like, you just left me hanging. Yeah. And, but I know that about myself now. Yeah. I am capable of getting there. I, and I ask for help sometimes. Yeah. And so. Which is fantastic. Yeah. Which I would have never done before because it'd be like, you don't understand. You don't get it. You don't, you, you can't fix me. Don't try to fix me. Yeah. So. Negative self-talk, I don't think, ever always goes away. No. no. Um, but the voice, that it's not as loud. I can turn it down. Yeah. I can have two channels on now yeah. where one, I can turn one up as loud as I need to. Yeah. And I get through it. Good. And it's it's it, nice. It's been a while since I've seen you have that negative self-talk, getting, yeah. into those, getting into those pits. Really and honestly, the only time that I ever really get into those right now is when I'm hiking the mountain. Yeah. And there's a reason why it happens yep. when my heart rate gets too high. Yeah. My body physically just can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. And then it triggers my brain and then my brain yeah. starts telling me crap. And yeah. then I have to shout at myself, shut up, Shannon. You did this yesterday. You're capable. <laughs> Not today, Shannon. All right. How about we wrap it up here? I think so. I think it's been a great one. Yeah. Thanks for thinking of this. You're welcome. I wish I could say that I thought about it or I thought this up, but this actually came from another question that someone asked me and it just reminded me of you and me. Yeah. So it's like, if someone else is struggling with this and you and I struggle with this, then there's probably more than just two couples out yeah, there. Yeah, So for it's sure. time to talk about it. Yep. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.